wanted to share with y'all are just some of the stuff I've been excited about since Labor Day, and one of them, probably top two for me, are the ways that we've gotten involved in the community. That was one of the things I kind of felt coming into this year. We hadn't really found our niche. There's billions of needs, it seems like, and we didn't really know what we were supposed to do, and we didn't just want to throw stuff at the wall and see what stuck, and it seems like to us this thing with Park Street has been a pretty natural connection for us. And then Veronica, and there's a, a group of, I don't know how many, 12 or 20 people who, who have gotten involved in doing some of this stuff with people who've had uh, the, the flood victims and there's some stuff that they've done prior to that. So those two things really seem to uh, be in our sweet spot. And I would encourage you to look for opportunities to get involved. We never want you to feel overwhelmed and that you're always doing church stuff at all. That's why we wanted to let you know in advance. These are the things we're doing, and we're not saying you got to do you got to do all of these. I would encourage you to do something, whether it's through Stonebridge or some other organization you're a part of. Advent is really about expecting Jesus to come, and when he, he came as a gift. And so we want to make sure that we're embodying that as well. So look for an opportunity to give, not just to write a check, but to get involved some way where you're intentionally giving of yourself, whether it's these opportunities or something else you know about, whatever you want to do, I would just say, do just do something. Look for an opportunity to serve. I think um, we did this in July. I think was the last time we did one of these, June or July, somewhere in there. And I think I mentioned then that the, I had two words that I felt like from the Lord, not in some kind of super spiritual way, but kind of in a what are we doing, God, I need help kind of way. Over the course of... 2009 that I felt pretty strongly. The first, I felt like the Lord said, get more bottles. I think I've shared with many of you before, I felt particularly in the spring like I was becoming a bottleneck for the church. Everything had to run through me ministry-wise. Everything had to run through me organizationally, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I felt like I was constricting y'all and that I was um, really getting in the way, and I didn't know what to do about that. And we were praying uh, one Tuesday night. I really felt like what the Lord said was get more bottles. I kind of, the picture I kind of saw in my mind was this old wooden crate with a bunch of empty Coke bottles. And I felt like if the Lord said, if you'll get the bottles, I'll fill them up. And I kind of saw this picture filling the bottles up. And so since, I would say, March or April, that's been big on my list. How do we get more bottles? And as we got into it, what I realized was it wasn't, we, it wasn't that we didn't have bottles, is that our bottles weren't being used, and a lot of that is my responsibility. And so I would say the past few months, a few of the things that I've seen that have excited me the most, it's more people, there have been more bottles, I guess. I was reading a book this morning, and the guy was talking about the difference between being a consumer relationally and being an investor relationally. And he was saying consumers are greedy. They're always looking for what they can get out of a relationship. And investors are generous. They're always looking for how they can give in relationships. And I feel like that's that's who we need to be. We need to be investors relationally rather than saying what's in it for me and what am I going to get and are my needs being met and am I being fed. That's, that's fine, but there comes a point where we need to shift from being consumers being investors where we're looking to give things away. And that's kind of this whole idea of bottles. We need, yes, you've got to have something in your bottle to pour it out, but then you need to pour it out as well. So um, one of the things that we did this fall, the biggest thing we did was launch small groups. We had about 15 possible small groups, 12 of them, I think, are continuing to meet 
we have about 184 people who come, I think it's 184, 185 average on Sunday morning. We have 149 in small groups. That's 81%, which is amazing at any church, particularly the first time you launch small groups, to have 81% of the people who show up on Sunday actively involved in a small group. That's outstanding. So we've got, uh, there are 12 groups, so that's at least 12 leaders. That's the bottles that I was talking about. It's we gave people an opportunity to step up and lead, and a lot of people did. And I would, a lot of your groups, if you're in them, are probably winding down. We're going to relaunch groups in the middle of January, late January, something like that. So if you're a small group leader and you want to keep going, let me know. If you're not a small group leader and you want to become a small group leader, let me know. So we're going to, my hope is that we'll continue to kind of build momentum that way. Really the second thing, word I felt like from the Lord was really this summer, I felt like um, this was my desire. I don't, I'm not going to say this is what I felt like God told me. This is what I, I kind of asked him to do. I didn't tell him. I just kind of asked. Um, I said, we, I feel like we need to, would you please build the body? This summer, we, we, we grew a, a decent bit this summer. There were a lot of people I didn't know, and I felt like we were getting fragmented as a group. I know part of that, that just happens when you get a little bit bigger, but it was frustrating for me because I felt like part of who we were supposed to be as a people was a people, not a group of individuals who happen to sit in the same room on Sunday morning and then don't know anybody, don't even know one another's name. And so the thing I began to pray was, God, would you build this body? And I wasn't thinking about that in terms of adding more numbers, but adding more connections within this group. And small groups were a huge Part of that, again, there were 149 people who were engaged, hopefully relationally, on a weekly basis. I've talked to uh, just about every one of the small group leaders, and they said people are connecting, we have folks getting together outside of their small group, and all of that kind of stuff has been going on, which has been really good. I would say this for the sake of full transparency, since Labor Day to now, we, our church has not grown numerically. It's the longest stretch we've ever gone. Uh, without growing numerically, and that hurts my ego a little bit, but it has nothing to do with what the Lord is doing. I feel like the connections are being made, and they are deeper roots. And if we don't have deep roots, I've said before, we don't go very far, and we don't last for very long. So small groups are good. Look for them again in, um, in January. Uh, the serving opportunities. Another thing that happened this fall that I was just thrilled about was Marietta Grassroots. Les Saunders and Suzanne, I thought I saw Suzanne earlier, Murphy, pulled this thing together. And we talk all the time about doing your deal, and sometimes it's hard to give examples. And to me, Marietta Grassroots is an example of two people who did their deal. Uh, They did not do it through Stonebridge. It was not a Stonebridge event. It was a Marietta Grassroots event. They put on a music festival on September 12th, somewhere between 1,000 and 1,200 people kind of milled through the square. How many bands did y'all have? Nine bands played over the course of the day. It was it was great, and it wasn't Stonebridge's name wasn't any wasn't on it. It was something that these guys did. God put it in their heart to create a music festival that was family friendly, positive atmosphere, and they did it, and they ran with it. And we were able to support them in some way, but it was their deal, and they made it happen. And I, to me, that's again that's in my top three. For 2009 was seeing that thing come together and we want to keep seeing that you don't have to put on a music festival but what I've said to you is my commitment to you if you're a part of this church is 
If it's in your heart, I want to help you get there, but I don't want any of you to feel like that has to be done through this church. That's a bottleneck. I want you to feel free to do your thing, and if it, ben- it, doesn't, if it benefits Stonebridge, that's fine, but that's not the point. We said from the beginning, we're much more concerned about you being a good citizen in the kingdom of God than you being a good member at Stonebridge Church. If you're a good citizen in the kingdom of God, you're going to be a great member of whatever church you're a part of. And that's our commitment to you, and that's my commitment to you as long as you're here. So that was, it was great to see something with my eyes, to see people really pursue their deal in such a public way. So continue to encourage you to think about that. I'm more than happy to talk with any of y'all as you're trying to work through whatever it is you feel like the Lord has put in your heart. When we met, I guess it was in June or July, there were a couple of issues that I said, these are struggle, struggles for me. One was the students. We had some students, and we didn't have anything really for them. And Jeff and Jennifer Battles felt like the Lord called them to start a student ministry, and they've done a tremendous job with that. We don't have a lot of students, but my goal was just to have a foundation. So if there were students who happened to come, that we had something for them, and we have more than just something. God's given Jennifer and Jeff a pretty strong vision, and they've just been walking that out. I'm really excited about that. We've got some other adults who are starting to get involved, and uh, I'm, I'm just excited. Kind of in my mind, I was thinking it would be great if there could be a weekly event, whatever that looked like, where the students could get together, they could have fun, and they could find out some more about the Lord. And that's what Jeff and Jennifer have pulled together. The other thing I brought up was the drop-ins, you know, people who just kind of come in and they need help, and we felt overwhelmed and confused and frustrated at times trying to figure out what's the best way of ministering to these guys and uh, Kim Kramer felt like the Lord said it was her deal so I was thrilled at that and uh, she's kind of been running with that ever since and we've put a few processes in place and we put some procedures in place and what's been really neat we've had some guys come to our church who say I I, I volunteer at must on a regular basis and I want to get involved and We've had some other people come alongside who are looking for opportunities to plug in and to help, and it's not a frustration point most of the time for us anymore, and we, we, we're we making progress. And so I say all that to say that's from July to now, and that's a pretty big issue to tackle. We feel good about where we are. Uh, the other thing for me, we're a small church, 2009. I know most of you probably aren't getting big bonuses coming up in the end of December, so there were some concerns going in are we going to be okay financially what are what are we going to do we expanded which was maybe on paper didn't look like the smartest thing in the world to take on a building project in the middle of a recession we added two full-time staff members penny was uh, part-time and so was kim and they both came on full-time in june and will we be able to pull all of that off and we absolutely um, we've brought in about two hundred sixty-two thousand dollars from january to now and for me, one of the big points is we've given away about 39000 So 15% of what's come in has gone out. Missions, long-term and short-term, local ministries. Um, we gave an entire offering one Sunday to a church in our network. And that's in the middle of what most people would say are not exactly great times economically. And we, you know, our rent, our expenses have gone up with the salaries, and our rent obviously has increased because... Our space has, and we've done all that, and we've been, we've been fine. Everything is solid. It's just an expression of God's grace to us, and that's one of the things I've been excited about. 
couple of things moving forward for next year. Is Bill Pinto still here, or did he have to slip out? He had to leave. Um, next year, our, I, I wanted, going into 2010, I wanted us to take two short-term mission trips. And it looks like we're going to take three. Uh, Bill Pinto, who just had to slip out, is kind of coordinating all of the mission trips. And he actually will be leading one to Scotland in July. Uh, that will be, um, they, they lead a youth camp for Scottish teenagers. Greg and Amy Norris in the back will be taking a trip in April to India, a small team. And also working with teenagers are doing some kind of survivor India type stuff. I'm not sure that, whatever, not for me. So you adventurous people, Greg and Amy Norris and Veronica Tompkins and her husband Peter will be leading a trip over spring break to Costa Rica. A cool thing about that is um, anybody over eight is eligible for that. So some of you folks who might think you have kids and that knocks you out of the mission trip world, that might be one that you can uh, look at. We're going to have a lot more information on those trips on November 29th. I just want to toss that out there. My hope would be if when I say missions, you automatically look around and say, I wonder who's going, would be for you to think about, should I go? If you've never gone on a mission trip, it's life-changing. And I would strongly encourage you to ask the Lord, do I need to go on one of those trips? And, you know, if India scares you, that's okay. Yeah, um, these other two are, they're there. We got one in the summer, two in the spring. Talk to Greg and Amy. Talk to Veronica. Talk to Bill. They can fill you in uh, on the details. They can give you some more information. You might be concerned about the cost. There, um, we'll have numbers hopefully in a, two or three weeks to give you an idea of that. What we're trying to do as a church in probably mid to late February, we're going to have a church-wide fundraiser to help these guys get moving on their short-term trips. And so we'll just trust the Lord to provide for that. And um, there's some other things we can help you with in terms of getting the money to go. So don't let that be the thing that keeps you from going. I, again, I would strongly encourage you, particularly if you've never thought about going on a trip, at least talk to these guys and see if there's some strike in your heart on that. Another thing I'm looking forward to next year, hopefully, um, my desire is in June or July to bring on an associate pastor to help. Again, I, I felt like I was a bottleneck, and I think I was in a lot of ways, but there's this church dynamic. Um, when you get to about 200 people, it's about it's time to bring on an associate pastor to help, or things, it just it doesn't go very well uh, beyond that. And so we're, we're looking to do that. Um, hopefully, my, my hope would be in June that we could bring somebody on and give you a little bit about what I'm looking for. And y'all can, if y'all know of somebody who you think would be good for the job, let me know and we'll, I'll talk to them. I'm looking for somebody with three to five years of church experience. I really need somebody who can, if we bring them on in June, I need them helping by August. So I need someone who knows what they're doing, who's got some experience, not someone who uh, I would have to spend a lot of time kind trying to get ready. Um, someone who would be in charge of leadership development. We said our, our thing is to help you figure out what your thing is and to go after that. And I want someone I can put in charge and say this is your, this is your deal to help people figure out their deals. Small groups, we're going to continue to be a church that emphasizes small groups, and we need somebody who can help do that. To be honest, if you were a small group leader, you got a couple of emails from me, and you got some from Kim that she tried to make sound like came from me, and that was, and that was, a, that was it, and that's poor. Uh, and that's poor. You, shouldn't, you should have more support from me if you're willing to step out and lead a small group. And so I'm looking for someone who can take that on 
as part of their job, someone who can help with small group formation, someone who can help train small group leaders, someone who will make sure our groups are effective, all of that, and then someone who can help uh, speak on Sundays as well. That way y'all don't have to listen to me 48 or 49 weeks out of the year. So that's, that's what I'm looking for. Hopefully um, in June we can do that. Uh, our leadership team has, a, has said yes to the position. We're hoping to start interviewing people again in January so we can make a, make a call and move ahead with that. Uh, one other thing next year for the beginning of the year for you to be thinking about. We're in relationship with two other churches, Vintage 242, which is in Paulding County, and Riverstone, which is on the corner of Barrett Parkway and Stilesboro Road. And we formed a network. It's called the Transformation Network. And the goal of that network is to plant 20 churches in the northwest metro area, Cobb, Paulding, Cherokee, Bartow, kind of those counties, in the next, you know, nine or ten years. We said ten years, but I'm not sure how many years ago we said that. So eight or nine years, uh, that's our desire. And once a year, uh, we, we're coming together as churches to have what we call a kingdom expansion conference, and that will be the first weekend of March. It's March, I think it's 5th, 6th, and 7th. And uh, our church is going to be a part, Vintage and Riverstone. The conference will be at Riverstone. It's the only place that will be big enough to hold everybody. But all of us will be participating. We'll have a thing on Friday night, something Saturday morning, hopefully something fun to do Saturday during the day. And then Sunday morning, we're going to try – looking for a place where we can have a service where all three churches meet together. So that'll be the first Sunday in March that we want to do that. It's a long way away, but just kind of have that in your mind. We'll be doing that. We'll be pushing that. It'll be a pretty big deal for us. And then coming out of that conference, all three of our churches are looking for, we're going to do a, we're calling it a spring outreach, where we're going to look for service projects around our three churches for us to get involved in. But we don't want people just to get involved in the one that's around their church. We're trying to get people mixed. So we're going to do, some people call it a community makeover, but with three churches, it won't be a community makeover. It'll be part of a community makeover, partial community. So that's coming up probably sometime in April as well. Um, I don't know, we talk about face down every month. I don't know how many of you have ever gone to that. It's the first Sunday night of every month. We have it's prayer and worship at Riverstone, and that's something that all three of the churches try to do together. We're trying to come up with ways of connecting uh, with one another. So that'll be coming up also in February and in March. One other thing, and I'm going to let y'all go. Um, This is not, those are all the things I'm happy about. Those are things I'm excited about. This is something I want us to work on. Uh, Assimilation is the word. How do we, we have people who come, and how do we take them from people who come to people who belong? I don't care if anyone leaves the church because they don't like us. I have no problem with that. There's 450 churches in Cobb County. You can find one that you like. It kills me when people leave because they think we don't like them. And we, we can't have that. And so for all of us, as we grow, there's a responsibility to make sure that people know we like them. Again, if they don't like us, that, that's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. But I don't want there to be people who said... That church just didn't like me very much. We can only go so far. We're not ultimately responsible for people's choices. But there are things that we can do to help take people from showing up on a Sunday, if they want, to, to being involved in our church. If history is any indication, in January and February, we'll have a, there'll be a spike in people who, I don't know if it's New Year's resolutions, I don't know if it's because it's too cold to do anything else, 
in January and February, but the past two Januaries and Februaries, are, we've seen a good number of people come in on Sunday morning. So if that's the case again, and we see that, I want us, as people who are saying, I'm in, this is my church family, there's some, I want us to take responsibility for helping people move from wild, wide-eyed, where do I sit, are you ever going to start people to feeling like they belong. And again, there, there's, you ultimately can't do that for folks, but there are things that we can do to make our church more approachable, I think. And I don't know what your experience was when you came. Some of you have been here from when we had 30 people, and so you might think, we're this the friendliest group you've ever been a part of. And some of you maybe have been here for two months and are like, nobody has said hello to me yet. I, I don't know where you are on that spectrum. But if you feel like Stonebridge is your body, we're your people, then I want you to take some responsibility of pulling people in. I was reading something, and we're not going to do this, but I'll just, we're not. But I was reading something about this church in Los Angeles, and what this guy was saying they do, they meet in a nightclub, and they have, uh, we're not going to do that. And um, what he's done, this guy has done, he has, he calls them headhunters. And their job, all they do is go through the nightclub and try to find new people. And you can't be a headhunter if, you're, if you aren't willing to be friends with the people you meet. So it's not just about greeting and saying, hey, welcome to our nightclub thing that we do here. If you don't have the space in your life to actually befriend somebody, you don't get to be a headhunter. And I don't know if they have a lot of headhunters or just a few. They call them social headhunters, not just regular headhunters. So to me, that's, we're not going to do that. But I think there's some value in what that guy's saying for us as well, to recognize we're a family and we want to make sure that our arms are open. And if people want to come in, they can. If they don't, that's fine. There are plenty of people who want to sit on the back row. If that's all somebody wants, then we want to leave them alone and let them sit on the back row. But there are other people who they want more. They're looking for a relationship. They're looking for people to know them and they're looking to be known by people. Well, those folks, we want there to be ways for them to get involved. We have a few things that we do. I would love y'all's feedback, especially if it's nice, on what else we can do. You can give me your feedback. even if it's, Give your feedback that's not nice to Kim. The rest of it can come to me. We do, um, we, we call it Dinner on the Square. Every other month, we haven't done it through the summer because of the concert series, but every other month, we get together in groups of six or eight. We go out to eat. It's an easy thing to help people get connected. It's still, to me, though, it's not, the easy, it's not an easy yes. And I feel like that's the piece that we're missing, and that's what I'm really looking for feedback on, I, particularly from those of you who've been here, I would say, less than 12 months. If For you, what would you have liked to see from us? To me, what we're missing, it's an easy yes, something that's, we don't, this is all the room we've got. We don't have another room. We can't have like a Stonebridge 101 class that meets at 11 o'clock right down the hall because there's no place to meet unless you can squeeze in my office. We don't, our facility limits us a little bit to what we can do on Sunday morning, but I'm hoping out of this room there's going to be some good ideas, some creativity for what we can do to, do you hear what I'm saying? 
but by something that's easy for someone to say yes to. Everything we do now requires coming back at another night or going to somebody's house that you don't know. And I think those things are good, but I'm not sure that that's an easy first step or if that's something that's more like step two or step three. So, again, my goal is by January that there's some plan for what I anticipate to be new people coming. And it doesn't have to be a program, and it doesn't have to be anything that's intense. It just needs to be something that's intentionally saying, if you want us, we want you. If you don't, we're fine with that, but here's a way for you to get more involved. Here's a way for you to step in and go from just showing up to actually belonging. So I'm just, I don't have any ideas. I'm just tossing it out there and asking y'all as the body, as the family, to, I want you to think about it. I want you to pray. And then if you have an idea, even if it's silly, I want you to pass it on. If, you, if your impression, particularly if you've been here less than 12 months, if your impression is, man, y'all are great. It's so easy, then please let us know. And if it's, it was difficult for me, and this would have made it easier for me, I want to know that as well. We're, that's not the impression that we want to give off. I was reading the other day about blind spots. You know, it's lettuce in your teeth. Nobody wants lettuce in their teeth. But somebody's got to be willing to say, you've, you've got lettuce in your teeth. And so when it comes to being welcoming and, and inviting, I don't know that. I was here from the beginning and I stand up here every Sunday so people know my name and I might not know their name. And so I don't know what vibe we're giving off. And I need to hear it from y'all. Even if it's something that you think is not super pleasant, I need to know. I need to know if we come across as unaccessible or if we come across as arrogant or if it's whatever it is, close, click it, whatever it is. Or if it's y'all are great. I felt love from the moment I walked in the door. I want to know that as well. So you get that. So I need you to respond. Not in here, but I need you to reply. Um, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I've got nothing. So uh, my hope is that the answer is out here floating among us. And it would be awesome if you have the answer, if you said, I'm going to do it too. That would be even better. But even if you just have the answer and you're not willing to do it, I'll take that at this point. Y'all get on that? Clear? Okay. Y'all have any questions about anything I've shared? Mission trips? Good? Yes. We have long-term missionaries. So we support, uh, there's a couple, there's a family, it's not a couple, there's a family in China that we support on a monthly basis and a couple in New Zealand. So those are people who are gone for more than 12 months. We consider that a long-term trip, and those are people who came out of Stonebridge. So the two trip, the three trips that we're talking about, Amy, y'all's is two weeks. Scotland is 10 days. Costa Rica, 10 days. So those are the ones that we'll be having this. I'm going to say day days. Regular days. Consecutive. What else? Any other questions about mission trips? Associate pastor? Questions? Comments? Y'all are the easiest group I've had in a long time. No questions on that? Anything else? December 18th. Isn't that right? December 18th. 
Mm -hmm. What else? Nothing? Perfect. All right. Y'all be thinking about the assimilation thing. I want to hear back from you. And again, my hope is by January to have some type of answer to that question. I'm going to pray. And you guys feel free to mingle or eat or whatever. If you brought stuff, take it, please. Lids are under the table. Don't leave your lids or your children. So both of those things. God, thanks for this group. Uh, thank you for the people that you're calling together. Uh, my prayer is that you would continue to build this body, God, that everyone who wants to be connected would be connected. And God, that we would engage deeply in life-giving relationships. My prayer would be that folks would come, and whether it's through small groups or dinner on the square or whatever, that lifelong friendships would be formed through this body. Long after people leave this church, that there would be relationships that remain. God, I pray that uh, you would use those relationships to make us more like Jesus. And God, that we would encourage one another uh, to do our deals, to figure out what you put into our heart and to go for it. God, and I pray that would be a hallmark of this body of people. Folks are willing to risk for the kingdom who, uh, when you speak, they go. And so, Lord, I pray for our leadership, that we would be a group that comes underneath and supports and encourages and, and pushes on. And God, I pray for the body and that there be just a real sense of ownership among us for this vision that you've given. And God, a real sense of ownership for one another. God, that we would take care of those that you call into this place. So uh, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you have done, and we look forward uh, to what you're doing in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all.